Hello everybody, this is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News. I hope you're doing well today in the midst of January. We've talked about before how January can be a difficult time for people because the cold has really kicked in, the darkness has kicked in, and we don't have anything to look forward to. Like it's in, it's in December, we look forward to the holidays, but now the holidays are gone, the bills are coming in, and we know this is the highest time of alcohol consumption and spousal abuse and other issues like that. So we have previous episodes on that, so we're not going to spend too much time on that. What I do want to talk about is fasting. So I have been fasting daily for nine years, since November 2014. I have not eaten breakfast. And the majority of those years, I'd say there's there's been two phases. And I've never broken it. So if you if you look, it's been nine years, a little, a little over nine years. Nine times 360, let's just round up to 400. Nine times 400 is what? 3,600 3, days I've not eaten breakfast. So I'd say from like 2014, November 2014 to about 2019. So the first five years, I probably broke my fast around 130. The ending of my fast would always be around the same time, 7.30. And then around 2020, I kicked into more, instead of like an 18-6 fast or 18 hours fasting, 6 hours eating, I kicked more into a 24 fast, 20 hours fasting, 4 hours eating. So the last 4 years, I probably break my fast around 2.45 to 3, and then I still finish uh, eating by 7. I take my vitamin See my magnesium at seven. That's it. I shut down the store, so to speak. Now, back when I started in 2014, fasting was, I wouldn't say not what, it, it, it was not unknown, but not certainly nearly as big as it is now. I look back at some of the episodes that I did <coughs> of this feed, excuse me, back in 2017, and there were things that we talked about that weren't really well known, like kombucha, for example. Kombucha was still pretty... Relatively, I know not a lot of people drink it. Back when I started to fast, the people that I heard it from were like Dave Absprey from Bulletproof. You know, he has Bulletproof Coffee. Uh, Mark Sisson from Primal. He is a paleo guy. So, I mean, there were people who were talking about it back then. And I just decided to do it because I realized at the time, because I was doing the typical, you know, eat breakfast right when you wake up. And I wake up very early. Like, I'm recording this at 530 in the morning. I'm just wired to wake up at early. That unfortunately, like even if I go to bed at 2 a.m., I'm waking up at 5.30. It's just the way my body's wired. So I have to go to bed very early, like 9. Either way, so I would be eating breakfast at 5.30, you know, then having a snack at 9. You know, keep keep the metabolism going, six meals a day, three meals, three snacks. But I realized, like when I was listening to these podcasts, that I was having the energy spikes and the energy crashes and all those things. That just kind of ruined your day. And I listened to the benefits of fasting. We have episodes on the benefits of fasting here, so I'm not going to go into them. You can scroll through and find those. This is more of a personal episode. And so I decided to try it. And at the beginning, it was a little hard, but it took me maybe two weeks to get to 12, 1230 p.m. So instead of eating at 530, I'd wait till six in the morning. And then it's the next day from 6.30 to 7. And, and it wasn't that hard. Like I did have hunger pangs. I did have some of the uh, lethargy and fatigue early in the morning. But once my body got fast adapted, and I would say about two weeks, I was fine afternoon in, at, at 12 o'clock. Then I would break my fast, 12, 1 o'clock. Normally 1 o'clock. 
And I noticed pretty quickly I felt better. I didn't have the energy crashes. And a lot of people who don't fast don't understand, like, well, then how do you stay awake? You know, How do you get your energy? And your body is burning calories. It's burning your fat, actually, through the process of ketosis. But your body is able to conform to this. Because remember, we're paleolithically wired to fast. If you think of our ancestors, most of them lived in a feast-famine mindset, roaming the plains. And so there would be times of the year where there would be a lot of food. And then there would be times in the year, like the winter, where there was not a lot of food. So our body is adapted to fasting. So it didn't take long. And then what I noticed was, like the podcast said, like in the morning, I just had this clarity. And I used to kind of talk about like Bradley Cooper's movie Limitless. You know, the one where he takes that experimental drug and he can like speak another language and do all these things. It was almost like that, like in the morning time. When I was not fast, when I was fasting, my workouts were better. Beforehand, I would work out in the afternoon. I do my cardio like at four, five, six after I, after I got out of work. But I flipped it around and I started doing my workouts while I was fasting. They were better. My run times were better. My lifts were better. But more importantly, I just had better cognition, better clarity in my mind. No more brain fog. And that's why I do it now. It's not so much because I'm, you know, regular weighted. I just turned 50. I had a birthday about a week or so ago. I'm regular weighted. I can still run pretty well. I can run, you know, maybe like an indoor track. I can, I run five miles. I can do that maybe in a nine, nine point one five, nine point two five, nine and a quarter clip. So, I mean, I'm, I'm relatively in shape, especially for 50. And I've kept my weight down all these years. But I don't necessarily do it for that anymore. I'm just so wired to do it. Like even even now the last four years where I don't eat till 3, 2.45, 3, in that 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock hour, I'm not feeling tired, lethargic, hunger pangs, weaknesses, nothing like that. I am fine. And I can honestly do, and I've done this sometimes, but I am not a big fan because you might ask, well, about 24-hour fast, Greg? Why don't you do that? I've, I've, I've done them like incidentally. Like some days where I'm like, yeah, I'm not hungry or I'm just going to wait till five and then have an OMAD, one meal a day. I've done that. Maybe when I'm f- traveling, like if I'm flying on a plane and I'm just not able to eat because I don't want to eat airplane food, I-, I might be able to do that. But normally I don't do 24s. When I do a 24 like accidentally or intentionally, where let's say I stopped eating at seven o'clock the night before and then I don't eat until 5.30 the next day and just get all my calories in between 5.30 and 7.00. The next day, I'll go back to eating three o'clock. I, I'm not. I'm not for me. I'm drinking cold rose hip tea. It's an herbal. For me, and this is for me. And I'm not going to cast aspersions on those who like to do the 24, 48 hour fast. There's people who do the mega fast, 72 hour fast. That's just not for me. I like daily fasting. I also do it for spiritual reasons. So if you read in the scripture in the good book that one of the one of the ways of penitence is increased fasting fasting brings us closer to god but it's it's offering up something because you know we have this appetite we call it the sin of concupiscence that's what they call it in the catholic and orthodox worlds in the ancient christian worlds and concupiscence is the attachment to sin that that we got from the fall of adam and eve so all of us have this some attachment to the sensual pleasures, whether it be food or whether it be sex or whether it be fame, glory, whatever it is. And so not eating brings me closer 
to like a higher form of spirituality because I'm offering this up, this, this hunger, even though I don't really have hunger anymore, but I'm offering it up. Also, in the Catholic and Orthodox worlds, we believe in it. We believe that offering up sacrifices, like, like bad things that happen to you or offering up increased prayer or fasting helps those who are in purgatory, which is a state of purification that some people, not everybody, have to go through when they die on the way to heaven. See, in the ancient Christian worlds, we believe that there's eventually two places where you go, heaven or hell. But those of who still have an attachment to sin sometimes need to be purified of that sin before they enter the pearly gates, and that's purgatory. So in the ancient Christian way, we, we offer our prayers and sacrifices and so forth to the souls in purgatory that they may get to heaven faster. And so that's another reason why I do it. So there's multiple reasons. So I do it spiritually, but I also do it just for uh, physical bodily health. So even though some of you are not religious, you'll be like, oh, Google, that's all hocus pocus. Well, you can believe whatever you want to believe. I'm not casting aspersions on your beliefs. So when it comes to fasting, for me, and again, this is a personal episode. I can say this. I can say that I'm never going to go back to eating. Like even if I'm ever hospitalized, and knock on wood, I've never been hospitalized, never had surgery, I don't take medications. I'm not going to take any, I'm not going to eat. I, I can't foresee a time where I'm ever going to eat breakfast. I just don't see it. And I love breakfast foods. I eat eggs all the time for dinner, at least three times a week. I love eggs. And weirdly, I put ketchup on them. Yes, I know it's weird. But I'll eat eggs, scrambled eggs. I love scrambled eggs. So I brinner it. I'll eat breakfast for dinner. So some of you might ask just basic questions like how how do you do it? How do you do daily? Like I've tried fasting and you know I can do it maybe for a week or a few days, but then I succumb back because uh, either the hunger pains or I'm just so attached. And I'll tell you this, look, when you when your diet is very carb dependent. Fasting or transitioning to fasting is going to be harder. That's why you get those hunger pangs. It's, it's just your body's so craving the carbs. You see this with kids too. Kids are just always needing to eat. Now, some of that is just metabolic, right? Growth, but some of it is just a lot of their diets are garbage. And what you'll notice is if you can move your diet, especially from processed food garbage, but if you can move your diet to more of a healthy fat, protein, diet, like more of a low carb diet, you'll notice that it'll be easier for you to transition to do daily fasting if that's what you want to do. Like for example, when I break my fast, I'm almost in a catodic state when I eat that first meal because I'll eat high percentage dark chocolate, like 90%. I love, we have videos and I actually have a dark chocolate review here at Naturopathic Earth. I love just high-end dark chocolate, high-percentage dark chocolate. I want to say high-end because, I mean, look, you can go to like Whole Foods and buy $9 chocolate bars. I'm talking about like my chocolate bars are maybe like Lindt, you know, Ghirardelli, $4 chocolate bars, but I'll get the high percentage, which means it's high in cacao and there's a lot of health benefits to cacao, but low in sugar. And I'll eat that with like almond butter. I literally will put the chocolate bar in, in the almond butter or peanut butter sometimes um, jar. Or I'll break my fast with just nuts, pistachios, macadamia, whatever it is. So when I break my fast, I'm not hungry. I'm just doing it because I like the routine of always going three to seven. But when I break my fast, I'm not going to the sodas and the Slurpees and the cakes, all these very carb-heavy meals. I go, I go high fat, and then, uh, and then about two to three hours later, then I'll eat a dinner. I eat dinner early, like at five thirty. 
and then I'll pretty much eat whatever I want for dinner. I'm not restricting myself. Like you can never eat bread. You can never. Eat. I, that's just not me. That won't work for me. So I pretty much eat whatever I want uh, for dinner, and it's a pretty large meal. Because remember, fasting is not a diet. It's not meant to be a diet. It's it's a it's a lifestyle. So you're still trying to get your calories in. But just in a smaller eating window, a compressed eating window. So women, you know, the average, I say, is 2,000 calories a day. Men, 2,600. So I'm still trying to get all my calories in to, to stay you know, a, a vibrant 50-year-old man. It's just you're compressing the window. So when you look at, like, what I eat to break my fast, I'm probably eating 500 calories maybe, maybe 750. And then, and then I, mean, I don't calorie count. I don't weigh myself. I have not weighed myself in seven years. Uh, if not longer, I don't calorie count or like watch my portions, weigh my portion. I don't do, I just, you know, all right, it's time to break my fast. I'm going to have nuts or dark chocolate. Sometimes I do Greek yogurt. I do a yogurt bowl for lunch or for quote lunch at three. And then at dinner, I just eat whatever. Sometimes it's eggs. Sometimes I make a curry. Sometimes it's a chili. Sometimes it's just whatever. And of course, yeah, I'll eat out sometimes for sure. I really love Middle Eastern food, like Greek food, Persian food. I also like Indian food, Thai food. Those are my favorite. So if you're having problems fasting, I would just give it time. I would tell you there's a lot of benefits to it. Yes, um, there are some who would say that like pregnant women shouldn't fast or women should have a shorter eating window. I'm not really going to comment on that. I could tell you that the, the, and this is anecdotal, the former host of the female essential health apothecary, essential oils apothecary, Kate, and you can listen to her voice. She was my co-host at the beginning of this uh, back in 2017. Uh, she was also my ex-fiance. When she was pregnant, she fasted and the baby came out okay, as far as I know. Uh, so I wouldn't say that like women can't fast. I would say that, look, just give it time. Try it out every 30 minutes. Move it to noon. And then if you've never fasted, maybe do a 16-8, a, a 16-hour fast, 8-hour eating window. Do a 12-8 to 8 eating window. You know, start slow. Do that for maybe four or five months and then try to work it in to make a shorter eating window because the the longer the fast, the, the better health benefits it is. So I tell you that, just start slowly, wean off the carb-heavy diet and just give it a shot. You don't have to do it, but I would tell you, you're probably going to lose weight and you're probably going to get, more importantly, a lot more cognition, mental clarity and all these great things. That's the reason I do it. So give it a shot. And I will never go back to eating breakfast. Never. So as long as I live, God help me, I'm 50. Average life, maybe another 27 years. God, that seems short when I'm this old. Um, I'm, I'm planning to fast till the, the end of my life daily. But, you know, again, look into it. Look at the benefits of it. Look at some of the drawbacks. Maybe sometimes, and it does run in some families that fasting, kind of like keto. But keto, I think, is worse. There's some people that just can't do keto. They get the, the keto fatigue and so forth. But I think fasting... Uh, there are going to be some people who just literally cannot fast in the morning hour. They are weak. They're going to pass out. And I get it. If you're feeling that continuously, then don't fast. But the large majority of people can fast. So just give it a shot. Guys, if you haven't done so already, please rate and review this podcast. There's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal. And the other one is a link to the website, which hosts all the articles and feeds here, including Confessions of an Obese Child, The Cinema Rag, female holistic health apothecary and this one and a bunch of articles and recipes that might be useful to you until next time take care God thank bless. you for listening to npe radio and holistic health news 
Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the confessions of an obese child ebook on Amazon or Barnes and Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember the core belief at NPE. Let food be thy medicine. Let nature be thy healer. Until next time.